Hello and welcome to another episode of The Travelling Introvert, uh, Career Conversations. Here today, I am here to talk with Stefan. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are you? I am not bad. It's a long day, but um, I think <laughs> you're my, my second to last call. So um, I'm going to start this with the question I ask everybody. I'm sure everyone's bored of this at this point, but what does introversion mean to you? To me, introversion means that I love being around people and I love connecting with people, but it comes at a cost. So I love it. I'm excited and I get inspired by it. And then after, I don't know, an hour or so, I need to go hide in a quiet corner somewhere. Um, I've been, I remember being at a friend's wedding and loving it and being completely overwhelmed and then just sort of ran out to the stairwell and sat there and people kept coming up to me going like are you okay is everything all right and i'm like no 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 no. everything is fine i'm loving it i just you know i just need to plug myself into the wall for a minute and recharge i like that image of you um plugging yourself into the wall and so speaking of recharging then what is your favorite way to recharge <laughs> um these days, it's mostly just um, retreating to my couch and practicing music, um, but also going on walks or just it's mostly just being in a quiet room, honestly. Okay. And so there's something about the quietness or the stillness of the room that, that uh, centers you and recharges you? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the quiet. And I think... I've been thinking about this in preparation for our conversation of what it is. And I think I feel when I'm around people, I have this strong sense of being seen and being observed. And through various aspects of my childhood, I think that's tied with being judged. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that I have to put on a performance to some degree. I don't know that I'm neurodivergent, but from what I've heard of that discourse, I think I've heard the term masking come up a fair mm -hmm. amount. Yeah. And I think it may be sort of in that general sphere. And so that takes some energy. And so there's, for me to not do that, I have to basically be entirely alone. And there are a very small number of people where I have to do very little of that adjustment, or I have to pay very little attention because I'm afraid that it'll have bad consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I think the solitude aspect is just is like, okay, I don't have to carry the cognitive load of how is this playing with however small the audience is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And so with that in mind, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do? Sure. I'm a graphic designer and an illustrator, which the way I do it is pretty solitary work. So I write and design books for um, a lot of artistic clients, some corporate clients. I've also done movie titles. I've done <laughs> plush animals. Um and I have a an online drawing series called The Daily Monster. 
And it's basically everything I can do while sitting at my desk in my living room. And with that, what have you, how have you created your workspace to help you be creative and yet uh, balance your energy? I have the most marvelous location. So where I sit, where I'm sitting right now, I'm looking out at a wonderful California landscape. I'm looking out at just tons of plants and hummingbirds and blue sky. And my space is full of books and plants and instruments. Um, so everywhere I look, I find something that's beautiful and that calms me and centers me. That sounds wonderful. Thank you for that um, explanation, but also the, the way you painted the picture was was really nice. Can you tell me something that you do regularly that has improved your career or business as the years have gone by? Yes, and there's there's different ways of taking that question, obviously. I mean, what's improved it for me it, personally doing it um, has been to take it less seriously and to, as far as my own ego goes, and to focus more on how I'm helping people with what I do. Um, in terms of generating business and in, in the sort of more outward facing way of what has improved my business, um, like how have I gotten more of it, that sort of thing. I think the first the first answer is part of that, but I just do things that are interesting to me, and then I try to do a decent job of publicizing that work. Um, part of maybe the introversion is that I suck at cold outreach. I suck at reaching out to people and just going, oh, hey, you know, like you're interesting, I'm interesting, let's be interesting together. <laughs> um, I it's just never really worked for me. What has worked for me is to just, as I said, to do, you know, quirky little things that interest me and then just tell people about them uh, repeatedly at length. <laughs> and so that's something that you sort of reach out and say, say yes to and things that have regularly like that you do. Can you tell me something that you say no to? Yes. Um, I have come to notice over the years how much of my career is based on not having, not being forced to interact with people and not having to get up early. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I've had really wonderful, brilliant and inspired people offer me opportunities to come on staff and work with them, you know, every day of the week. And I've tried it. And it's just, it just destroys my capacity to do the things that I do that I know are useful to people. Um, if I have to show up every day, and if I have to get up early every day, I do not function. If I have to show up in a building every day, I do not function. And not in the way that I just shut down and go, oh God, I hate everybody. In fact, the opposite. I ha Early on in my career, I had two staff jobs, one at a, an advertising agency and one at a record label. And 
I would just talk to everybody all day long. So I was like, oh, you're interesting. Oh, you're interesting. And then I'd be kind of exhausted. And then everybody else would go home to their families and to their lives. And I'd be like, okay, well, now it's quiet. Now let me do the work. And that's not a sustainable model. So I say no to that sort of thing. And then, of course, you know, the obvious things like, you know, cigarettes and weapons. (laughs) (laughs) But those are easy. Those are, I mean, those are the easy things. It's like when it's easy, no's are not complicated. We're like, yeah, this is obviously the wrong choice. The stuff that'll kill you is the stuff where it looks like it might conceivably work if you change just a little. Right. If you just adjust, if I just do this instead. Yeah. Yeah. And so... As you mentioned, like going into work and getting up early are no's for you. How have you crafted your business to accommodate that? I just don't respond before noon. <laughs> and um, I, I'm i sure that I've left endless amounts of money on the table um, because if I put myself in closer alignment with the way of Western commerce, I'm sure there would have been all sorts of things that I could have done with people, but it's just not the life I'd like to lead. And this way, the people that work with me know, and I let them know in advance, and they're like, I'll, you know, here's when I'll be responding to you. Um, you know, here's when you can reach me, here's what you can expect. And I think as long as people know what they're in for and as long as they have something that's predictable then i think it's fine and some people get a little get a little cranky about it and i'm like okay well you know you have to know that going in and if they're if they're cool with it if they opt into it then you know everything is above board i think it's only a problem if you pretend like you're going to be there at 7 a.m for their questions and then you don't respond till noon if you say right from the beginning, well, it's going to be from noon on, then there you go. Yeah, that's that's what they signed up for. And that's what they, uh, yeah, setting expectations. Let's put it that way. Yes. So speaking of setting expectations in business, are there, can you tell me some maybe misconceptions in your job or industry that you would like to uh, dispel? <laughs> um. Hmm. Ah, oh, it's such a good question. And there, there is that. What is that? The, the David Foster Wallace talk. The, the the asking the fish, "How's the water?" And the fish go, "What's water?" <laughs> I am so deeply snowblind to what makes my industry my industry. I think we we're as designers, we're pretty fairly painted as being somewhat fussy about aesthetics and making type and color choices and stuff, these sort of life or death decisions. And I think that's not a misconception. I think it's possibly on our end, a misapplication of our energy, where I think if your design comes down to a particular typeface or a particular shade of a particular color, maybe the idea needs to be a little bit stronger to support those changes. Oh, here's one. Um, 
I have, because of everything that I've just said, I've had clients that are very anxious to state their preference because they know, or they've had experiences in the past where they've said something like, well, this is not a color I like. And then designers have jumped up and down on them and going like, but the concept and you know the deeper meaning. I look at myself as a tailor. If somebody comes to me, I can say, well, this is a wonderful fabric. And I think if we drape it this way, or if we, you know, if we sew it just this way, it'll make you look the best. And if somebody says, yeah, but you know what? I just don't like gabardine. <laughs> That's totally fair. And I remember talking with clients and I would sort of coax it out of them. They'd be like, oh, you know, like, I just don't like green. I'm like, that's fine. We'll make it a different color. And you can just see the relief where they go, oh, is that is that okay? Because that just feels so stupid to not like a color. And I'm like, this is, it needs to work for you. You need to be happy with the thing that we're making together. And if you don't like green, even if you don't know why, that's totally okay. You know, everybody is entitled to their preferences. And it's my job to work around that. Oh, that is a really good story because a lot of the time when people, okay, not a lot of time, I'm making generalizations. Sometimes when people are thinking about designs or art or whatever it might be, and well, this color means this and this color means that. And therefore my, if I'm in food, then my, my logo should be red and yellow because fast food is red and yellow. And then, but if you don't like red or yellow, you're kind of like, oh, I don't, Maybe I don't fit in, maybe. So thank you for that. That was a great explanation. Um, have you always been in the creative field? Yes. Um, I started making design for print when I was 12. Um, worked with a very small independent magazine in Germany, um, pretty much all through high school. And then got into advertising, record covers, and everything. Yeah, so I've always done this. Oh, wow. And so did you always have as much control as you do now over your working hours? And if not, how did you balance that? The only times that I didn't have control were during college, uh, even though I worked in registration, so I could pick all my classes first dibs and was <laughs> able to shift most things to the afternoon. Uh, and then the first two years out of college, or first three years when I worked at the ad agency at the record label. And how did I balance it? Very, very poorly. Um, I slept at the office a lot, uh, which was really not a good choice, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, I've just, yeah, I've really prioritized it because I just, there's a certain kind of life that I like to lead. Um, as I get older, I notice the difficulties that sometimes presents in my personal life because sometimes I'm in the company of people that have day jobs where they don't have the luxury that I have to control that. And so then it's like, okay, well, this the way to tell if I love you dearly is if I get up early for you. <laughs> um, that is, to me, probably the greatest proof of love. It's like that and the picking up at the airport, but, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and I've made trade-offs. So, as I said, you know, there's, I could have 
had a more traditionally expansive career in terms of exposure and finance. But to what end? And that, I think, is is a gift that I got through uh, the support that I received early on from my folks with college and all that, and just how I came up that I didn't have the anxiety of, oh, crap, I have to I have to hustle for money. Uh, I came from a solidly middle-class background and I never had that fear that, oh crap, where is it going to come from? I've had lots of really, really lean years, but I never had that sort of inherent panic. And so based on that, and having had some decent success early on in my career, I had the freedom to say, you know what, it's more important to me that I'm kind of happy working the way I work, rather than prioritizing particular outcomes. Thank you for that answer. And sometimes it can be a really tough line to to, to follow, saying no to things. Um, because sometimes the thing you say yes to can spiral into many other things that that tips your life all the way upside down oh yes and so oh yeah <laughs> and so one final question for you and thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared so far and my question is in your opinion is a hot dog a sandwich in the way that a zebra is a horse yes <laughs> That is a great answer. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate it. Stefan, can you tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and the work that you do? They can find me at 344lovesyou. So that's the numbers 344lovesyou.com. That's my incredibly sprawling archive of work with stories behind everything I've done. Um, they can find me on YouTube. They can find me on LinkedIn, which I'm desperately trying to turn into my own personal Facebook these days. Uh, but 344lovesyou.com is probably the best way. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate you today. This is Janice at The Career Introvert, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.